You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Auburn is not a place. It is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than just a collegiate sports venue more than a university filled with historic buildings and more than a quaint little southern town. Its worth lies within its people, those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or a lifetime. Much like our legendary Toomer's Oak Trees, our stories are the product of a firm foundation laid at the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. Welcome back to Auburn Roots. This is our second episode. I am Kyle Loomis, your host, and I am happy to be welcoming in a brand new guest here. Uh, someone that I've gotten to know through uh, D Ford, who was in our episode one, if you have not had a chance to check that out. Uh, but Jeremy Henderson, uh, you know him from War Eagle Reader and several other publications and media entities from around the Auburn area. Uh, he has quite a story from what I understand, and it was something that I thought right away that we should um, add to this podcast series. So, Jeremy, welcome in. Thanks a ton. Isn't it wild that we met through a British woman who <laughs> is just ob- so obsessed with us that yes. uh, we, we were at a party where she was, uh, she was the guest of honor? Yes. And that's it, how we meet. What a, wor- what a wonderful, wild, wacky world this whole Auburn realm is that's how i had to start off this series with d ford and and i'm glad that's kind of where our little uh connection is here and uh getting to hang out with you at that uh house party get to kind of talk to you for a little bit and i could tell right away that you had a lot of good stories there obviously it's hard to top the story of d ford and when i told you that you were following her in the episode series you kind of said uh you know that's just the burden you have to have I guess I guess I should be thankful at this point. I mean, at this point, she's a bigger Auburn fan than than I am. So exactly. She, I mean, she, than, than most anybody. I mean, she she keeps up with things more than than anyone I know. Actually, I, you're not um, kidding. Actually, I, I remember uh, having a conversation with her recently. I'm like, how do you remember these things? And you've only been an <laughs> Auburn fan for like what five years now? And this, I can't even yeah. remember these things. It's crazy. Yeah, football. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. No, it equestrian. Does not. Uh, equestrian soccer, you know, that's the thing that she's really starting to get into more is soccer uh, and uh, with uh, Coach Karen Hoppe and stuff like that. So anyway, but you know, we could talk about D all night, but we're not here on this episode to really yeah, get too right. much into her. We're here to talk about uh, you a little bit and what you do. And so the way I kind of set this up, Jeremy, is I'd like to know a little bit about who you um, are before you kind of got into being an Auburn fan, or even if that's started at a very young age for you who you are now and where you're kind of going in your Auburn fandom 
Um, and that can be not just sports related, but when it comes to university, the town, anything in between, you know, David yeah, Housel said yeah. it best, the whole of the Auburn experience is kind of what I think about with this. So why don't you start out with telling us just a little bit about yourself outside of Auburn, uh, who you are, where you've come from, where you've been, anything that kind of piques your interest that you'd like to share. Well, I was conceived in the Baptist Student Union on on <laughs> on College Street, oh, so no. I kind of have an interesting Auburn story with that. But um, at least that's what that's what they tell me. Oh no, uh, my parent my parents live they live there, so it's legal. I mean, it was yeah. it wasn't like an illicit, you know, it was they lived there. Right, they were the they were the caretakers. Anyway, yes. uh, I was born in Birmingham and grew up in Birmingham and. My dad grew up in Auburn, and my grandparents were, or and still are, in Auburn. Um, they're still, they're more active than I am, even though it's it's crazy. They're like, grandfather's about to turn 90, and they're still, I'll still see them out at the gym lifting more. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, so, so grandmom and granddaddy were from Auburn. So growing up, and, and my parents, my parents met at Auburn. And you know, got a lot of family thing on both on both sides. Um, my grandfather, my grandfather went to Auburn and was a um, an extension like he uh, got his master's and PhD and everything, and was uh, an agronomy expert. Soybeans, big soybean man, and um, he was a you know he like taught and did everything that a Funchess maybe or one of yep. them, one of them. I know it very well. And uh, so, so growing up from Auburn was almost, it was pretty much like synonymous with grandmamas, you know, like, let's go down to Auburn, let's go down to grandmamas, let's go. So it was always kind of this magical, it held, because I, I really, I really enjoyed my grandparents. I loved coming down here. Um, I mean, I didn't even, growing up as a kid, I did, it's not like we were constantly hanging out on campus and we would occasionally do the growing the the tailgate thing, and Grandma would make a bunch of um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and we'd have fried chicken, and we'd go with Granddaddy and sit in the parking lot at his his office, and we'd we'd do that. My my dad would come down. Anyway, there was so there was always just this kind of um, you know it just seemed like this magical place. It just held this mystique to me. It was always as far as far as being like a fan. I just grew up like in Auburn fan. That's what it, there was no real, there was no decision. There was no, I didn't know anything. I knew Auburn was good. I knew Alabama was bad. Right. And, and so that was a big part of my childhood. I mean, I was into He-Man and, you know, normal kid stuff, but Auburn, you know, football was just a huge, huge, big part of things. And, but again, it was kind of, I, as I've gone through the years and I've talked with people and interviewed people and about how, you know, they got into Auburn or, or how they how they became fans. I, mine mine is you know there's there's people who have lived who have grown up in Auburn, mm -hmm. but I but I've yet to meet somebody that kind of has that exact kind of um, story or narrative of like somebody who who it was like this special place it, it, that it was this it served two different roles and but at the same time it was I don't I don't know what I'm saying. No, I, anyway, I make sense. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I grew up, I grew up a big fan. We would come down, um, my, to this day, if I would say like the, the most fun I've ever had or, or where I just kind of remember as a child having the most joy it was like, you know, just a grandma was in general. I loved being down here. I loved 
I loved everything about it. There was almost just this kind of ritual kind of aspect to things. We're eating crinkle cut French fries. She's making her spaghetti. She's making her chocolate cake. We're eating donuts in the morning. We're watching Inspector Gadget. We're watching <laughs> The Price is Right. And like it was, you know, and it was in the house that my dad grew up in. You know, and my my uncle, some of my earliest memories, my uncle was, you know, my dad was the oldest. My uncle was actually still in college um, when we were down here. So he was, he played like tuba or something like in the band. So we'd go into his, you know, we'd sneak into his room and there's Auburn stuff everywhere. And granddaddy, of course, has got Auburn stuff everywhere. And there's eagles hanging above the, uh, in fact, I still have it in here somewhere. (laughs) The uh, hanging there's eagles hanging in the, uh, you know, over the mantle. And, um, but the most fun I ever like remember having was a spring break in 1989. And, um, my cousins and I were down here and I had just gotten this incredible scooter for Christmas, like a mongoose scooter. Granddaddy took us out on campus during spring break and he, he would chase us on the his bike. He would like chase me and my cousin and it was just, it was something about it. It was so fun. We had like had run of the campus for like an entire day and we're, we're driving, we're riding through buildings. We're riding through anyway. So when I think back, if you have, you know, if I was like on a, on a couch and kick back and closing my eyes and trying to, you know, trying, trying to get to the root of all of my like traumas and um, everything <laughs> that would, that would come up that memory. Yeah. And so um, I, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess that's the, um, I guess that's kind of like the basis. It's something that's, fascinated me as I as in in adulthood as I devoted so much of myself professionally emotionally just so much of my time and energy to Auburn I think a lot of that is due to kind of almost trying to like honor my past or something in a weird in a weird way because it's like there's like Auburn history mm-hmm. in terms of just Auburn you know what it what it is that I'm fascinated by just in general it has nothing but yet at the same time it almost feels like it, Auburn history is like part of my history as well and a lot of stuff that I've studied like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, up to speed and and well read when it comes to the um the 70s in Auburn the 70s interesting yeah yeah the um the, just because my that's when my parents were here and about 15 years ago, I got this just wacky idea that I was going to write a book, which I'm writing like 20 books right now, but I was going to write a book <laughs> about um, the streaking fad uh, at Auburn because it was in my mom's yearbook. And I remember growing up and going in high school and there, oh, there's, you know, partial nudity in a college yearbook. And I was just like, <laughs> what in the world? I was like, this is insane. Like, it was like this dirty book on the shelf, you know? And it only it's mom's Auburn yearbook and it didn't make any sense. And so when I kind of rediscovered that one day about 15 years ago, I was like, I started kind of just doing a little digging and research and was like, this, this is crazy. And then I realized about kind of the culture at Auburn at the times for students and um, like co-eds and everything. And Auburn kind of held on to a lot of, uh, you know, strict regulations um, in terms of its the rules and roles for students and this whole in loco parentis approach to um, you know, just um, administration. And uh, and so I, I, I was obsessed with that for a, a long time and still, I mean, still am. So when I, when I look back and I'm reflecting, I just turned 41. I'm like, what did you do with your life? What have you done? And, uh, and so Auburn, Auburn factors into it at some, I mean, I mean, it just permeates everything. I mean, which is weird. 
I mean, so it's, it's a weird thing. And, and so when you think about, when you think about like, you, you're always kind of asking yourself, well, every, everybody wants to think that their school and their, everything is special, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, okay, well, is Auburn, I mean, obviously against Alabama, there's no, you don't have to, but do people, you know, do, do Georgia fans feel the same way? Do, do Clemson fans, do they feel the same way? Do Tennessee fans? And like, I've come to think that there are a bunch of, you know, factors, a bunch of things that actually do make Auburn different and special, which of course then makes me different and special, right? Because, (laughs) because if I'm associated with Auburn and it's such a part of this thing, so that, that's honestly, it's just, it's really kind of just inextricably tied to aspect, like to my psyche uh, and everything and all, in all these various respects. And there's ebbs and wanes and (laughs) ebbing and waning and, here's the thing is if I was in your shoes trying to explain what Auburn means to me I'd probably be doing the exact same thing because I think one of the hardest things about explaining your history with Auburn and what it means to you is it means so much it's done so much in your life whether it's not just sports it's as I've already brought up the whole of the Auburn experience and so I can see myself actually in your position here sitting on the couch trying to actually you know lean back here close my eyes and get back to those deepest darkest memories and trying right. to really materialize for the person across from me what this actually means for and that's that's the I think that's the beauty of what it means to be a part of the Auburn family is sometimes it's just so good you can't even really explain what it is why do you think it's so hard to explain uh, for us to other people why Auburn is so important to us I don't know I mean it's something I mean Again, the fact that you had D on, uh, I mean, for her, of, I mean, it's a perfect example. I don't think what happened with her would have happened with any other fan base. And, and Auburn, Auburn people have this, again, you may not be able to find what it is, but you can kind of like draw an outline. You can almost like, here's the negative space, and you can kind of like trace around it or something. Because it's like, why, why were we so... Why, why were we so obsessed with making this woman feel that she was, you know, a part of the family, that we were special, that she needed to know everything about us? I don't think it would have happened had she accidentally, you know, had the same name or coincidentally had the same name as a Texas player right. or a BYU player. I don't think that there would have been this just massive embrace and that she would have been as curious about what in the world was making all these people tick. I mean, I mean, it's it's possible, or there, there might have been a little bit. I mean, she she's the kind of person she would have played along probably a little bit, but I just don't think she would have come over. I mean, she's been here three. She she was here three times within a year. Right. I mean, that's just crazy. And so, um, I I don't know I don't know what it is, uh, but it, I mean it is it is just this kind of inexplicable thing that I do think. I'm not saying that other colleges, other universities, other fan bases don't necessarily have something similar and a feeling, but I mean, when you talk about, I, I, I'm, I'm, again, I, I do a lot of stuff with like Auburn history. And if you're going back and looking through old copies of the Plainsman, I mean, the whole, this concept of the Auburn spirit uh, with a capital S uh, <laughs> has been around for a long, long, long time. I think a lot of that comes um, again. There's, I think a lot of factors into it. I think the, the geography uh, just kind of the luck of the draw in terms of the, um, of how the school came um, into, you know, came to be, uh, the geography of going up against the state school, you know, in a small town, we're, we're the only, I mean, save for Clemson, we're the only really, or in Miami, but in Miami it doesn't count. I mean, there's very few schools 
that are at our level um, that are the name of just like a town. Right. Like, and so again, the, the, I mean, the town and the university are completely, I mean, you don't, you don't think of them differently. If you, you know, you're going to say, I'm, we're going to go down to Auburn. Well, you mean, that's, that's what you mean. You mean right. the university, you mean the town. And again, there, there's, there's probably a few places that's true. I mean, Clemson, again, it's the same kind of way, but obviously we know, I mean, Clemson just, you know, it's just a coattail writer <laughs> from the beginning. I mean, it's, it's just a fact. It's and true. so, but, um, so it, uh, I think, I think that comes into play a lot. I think, you know, there's, there's, um, something I said to, uh, Van Allen Plexico on mm-hmm. their, for their, uh, podcast like a year or so ago, actually, I kind of, somebody sampled it and put it on a, a video, but it was, uh, it was talking about how Auburn is just, it gets to constantly, even when we're better than other schools, we kind of still get to tap into this underdog mentality and spirit, um, against, against like an Alabama, against the, I mean, even, even in the beginning, even in the glory, like the biggest days, I mean, in the, in the beginning, we, I mean, we, we crushed Alabama, like in football, like we were, we were the dominant, you know, power in the state and one of, in the, in the South for the first like two decades of, of Southern football. And, but even then there was still like this kind of uh, because it's this, you know, it's the smaller school and it's got this ag, you know, kind of base to it. And there's, and um, so I think that is a major part, again, the name, if it was a different name, if it was like, you know, Alabama, if it stayed, and that, that's the other weird thing though. I mean, cause it was even called Auburn, even back when it's Alabama Polytechnic Institute, when it's Alabama A&M, <laughs> they're still calling it like Auburn. And that wasn't, that wasn't the case, like with a lot of other places for some reason. And I, and I, I, I don't know why that was, but why that is. Um, I mean, there's the Athens, Georgia would be, you know, occasionally it'd be like Athens and Auburn for whatever reason, Auburn like stayed that way, mm-hmm. even when it was Alabama Polytechnic gas, you know, Institute in the thirties, they're not saying Auburn versus Athens. They're still just, it was still just known as Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. And um, anyway, so I, I don't know, but to me, there seems to be something that, you know, was this kind of just a priori kind of, I don't know something going on with uh with Auburn yeah and I mean I in the fact that we're even having this conversation I mean are other fan bases having this conversation I mean are there are there maybe maybe, maybe they are maybe we just don't know about it but I mean I'm you know I, I kind of keep you know check and you know keep the enemies closer sometimes and I just don't hear that and you, you hear people say that I mean you know that Auburn's special when Pat Dye starts talking about that stuff and he coached at Alabama and he played at Georgia I I, I really think that he like he, he's like something's different about this place like mm-hmm. when he got here and right. I mean you hear that with other coaches I mean why why in the world are I mean like right now like if, if you if you include Tommy Tuberville mm-hmm. Tommy Tuberville Pat Dye Gene Chizik Gus Malzahn um and then Doug Barfield was uh considering moving back a year right. or two ago, and he's in Montgomery so within like 90 miles of the place you have like five coaches four previous coaches who are still here I mean, the only one is Terry Bowden, and he's still, you know, he's coaching somewhere. Who knows right. when he moves, he probably won't back. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let's <like>, be honest. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, where where in the world's that happen? You know, that doesn't happen anywhere. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's just crazy. So I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I'm sure you could probably write like something, a big thing on it about like what what it is, what all the all factors into it. I, I think it's actually. I think, I think it's there to be articulated. I mean, I think, I think you can do it, but it's just, it's, you know, 
by the time you, you spend so much energy doing it, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and say War Eagle. So right. That even, I mean, even even the, the expression War Eagle, um, I figured it out. So that's one of the many books that I'm that I'm writing. I pushed pause on that one to to do one on uh, John Heisman's years mm-hmm. at Auburn. And but I mean, even even that expression. I mean, it's like we don't even know what in the world's going on with it. What what it is? So many it's theories. Just, just stay it. So anyway, so there's just I don't know. I'm rambling. No, I, I love the ramble because I love to see where your mind goes in this. And what I'm starting to see a picture of now is how the War Eagle reader actually came about is you exploring not only your own personal side of what Auburn is and why it is this way. And does anybody else feel this way outside of Auburn? I'm starting to see why this exists now. So I'd hate to say this. There's at least got to be one person out there that doesn't know what the war Eagle reader is. Could you get, let them know how it started and what it basically is so that, and where to find it so they can come check it out. Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, in the most basic terms, the WarEagleReader.com, and you can go and probably get a feel for it. It's um, this website I started, and I, I was looking through an, an old notebook the other day, and I had an idea for something called that I was going to call the War Eagle Reader back in 2005, uh, or 2004, 2005, that, because I was, again, my, my wife and I were always thinking about starting up just different kind of you know, media outlets or a magazine or a newspaper or something like that. And so one of the one of the names that got floating around was the War Eagle Reader, apparently, back in the day. And then um, uh, a friend, I, I had started a, I started a blog called like Bo Knows Everything or something back <laughs> in, in, in 2004 uh, during the, and, and we started, you know, the 2004 season unfolded and I got just so caught up with it, like I couldn't even write. And so I maybe had like six or seven posts and, you know, this, when the, all this blog stuff started happening. I was like, maybe I'll, I'll give it a try. And it was just like some blog spot type thing, type thing. And then a guy I knew in school, um, a lot of, a lot of blogs back around, you know, 2006, 2007, we're getting going. Uh, the Auburner, um, Trackham Tigers. Oh man. Uh, so many. <laughs> there was a bunch. Yeah. There were a bunch of old, just kind of these, these older, just pure blogs uh, that were going around. And so, he had suggested, he's like, hey, do you want to start one with me? Because he had known the, you know, Bono's everything. Or like, do you want to start one together? And I was like, sure. And I kind of just took the reins and I was like, well, let's call it the War Eagle Reader. And so it was just a WordPress thing, yada, yada. And I would write these just, just maudlin recaps of games and, you know, talking about the weather and the leaves and the, I mean, just, you know, cause I, I know very little, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, in terms of X's and O's, you know, I know what a quarterback is. I know, right. you know, what a long bond. No. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know touchdowns are, you know, home runs are worth six points and stuff like that. <laughs> but I mean, like I know, but, but I don't know. I, X's and O's of the heart is what I say. Exactly. Right. So, and, you know, and I can sit there and I can tell when a play is going to work. And stuff. But anyway, so my, my um, I guess, uh, input or my contributions were just much more just kind of um, literary, just kind of, uh, you know, describing the, the current status of the Auburn, you know, mindset kind of a thing. And then, but I was also around the same time, I guess I've always kind of been interested in uh, historical stuff and was always gathering things and buying things off eBay. And so I had kind of started doing some, uh, you know, research. And even before that, had started with the streaking stuff, right? It was like doing all this <laughs> research. And, 
and it and it really and uh, Tom Gossam, uh, a former player uh, who was the first um, black athlete, I think at all, not just football player, but to to graduate um, in '75, I guess he somehow he somehow we met or we connect or I guess I tried to interview him for the book, and then he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, you can you might be able to help me," and I helped him research his memoir, Walk On. And, um, so that's a long backstory. Good grief. So that's what I wanted. <laughs> I started, so I started this, this blog and, and it was, you know, it would, it would get maybe a couple of hundred hits a day on a, on a good day. And, um, the Joe Cribs, Jerry, Jerry Hennon, the Joe Cribs car wash mm -hmm. uh, was one. There were a bunch of other ones. I've almost like forgotten like some of the ones that were going on, but that, that was his thing. And so he, um, I moved to Lubbock, Texas to take a job. It's the only time I came down, I started school in Auburn in 97. And it's say for this one year in Texas, I've been here pretty much ever since. And and three months in Ohio. <laughs> but um, I was still doing the, the blog out there. And the newspaper business wasn't, I didn't, you know, the handwriting seemed to be on the wall with a lot of things. And I planned on going and I, I, I uh, had some success out there professionally with, with what I was doing, but um, long story short, we were going to come back to Auburn. We were going to come back to the same place. And I had this idea because of some of the stuff I'd been doing out there. I'd been writing for the city weekly and it started trying to freelance for some other like, um, you know, alt weeklies around the country and was beginning to have a little success with that. And I was like, you know, I bet the War Eagle Reader with what, with what I know about Auburn people and what makes Auburn people tick what makes all people click, I was like, I bet I could start a site that could serve as this kind of one-stop shop to scratch every Auburn itch, mm -hmm. um, be it, you know, actual sports coverage, be it history, be it, again, with the bread and butter for, uh, a, you know, a lot of the Wargle Readers stuff being, I mean, with a, with a lot of what I did, uh, Auburn's, you know, ties to pop culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can write a 5,000 word dissertation on Suge's nicknames or something, but if you get Leonardo DiCaprio in an Auburn hat, or if you get, you know, if you get somebody saying War Eagle on The Price is Bright, or if you get, I mean, that's where the money is, all right? And, and, and that, to me, again, that goes into the Auburn kind of psyche. Auburn people, and, and ties into the, the D Ford stuff as well, Auburn people really, really want people to know that we exist outside we want we want validation for the way we are and it's like to me it's like so if you hear a celebrity or if you see a Zac Efron in an Auburn shirt or if you see or if somebody says it <laughs> on the Tonight Show or something right or Charles Barkley gets on there it's, just, it's kind of like oh my gosh yes you know what I mean like we, this is a real thing that I am like so committed to it's out that's the way I that's the way I view it that's the way I kind of like see it so I had this idea that if I put a .com after the Wargle Reader as opposed to a WordPress.com and tried to sell advertising and, and I had all these grandiose plans when I came back and I was trying to pull them off and paying people to do photo galleries during game days and I had this, and I was like, okay, I got to get somebody who can really write about sports. And so Jerry has this incredible take with the, the way he writes and the way, the way he looks at things. And I was like, okay, if I can somehow convince Jerry to to give up you know the the Joe Cribs car wash mantle and come on board <laughs> then like I'm hiring writers right because I had a little bit of cash to work with I was like this 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 will be successful I can make this happen and so somehow 
he he agreed to do that, but only stayed around for maybe like a year because then CBS gobbled him up. And um, but I had I had plenty of other you know contributors helping me. People would come on, and I've had a bunch of folks over the years write for it. But I was trying to do history stuff, historical stuff, and any kind of pop. And, and I and I I just began to develop a a nose for what would do well um, within my target you know, the, the, the audience. And, um, so it had a lot of success and I, I just kind of knew what would make a good story just in general, but definitely like with Auburn folks, what, what, you know, what people would like. And, and of course I liked it too. And I liked doing it too. So, um, anyway, there, and then it was such an incredible time to try to be doing this. And a lot of what made, made the world reader different in a, in a certain sense. And I think what kind of gave it a lot of like, cachet among among Auburn folks uh, on the you know on the internet was that I was here I was in Auburn mm-hmm. I was able to go out and actually cover certain things a lot of a lot of the blogs would be people you know writing in they're you know they're in Birmingham they're in Atlanta they're you know wherever and and they're just having to rely on you know reports here and I was able to if I needed to go out and cover the you know the updike insanity or whatever i could actually go <laughs> and get that and get and get videos and i knew how to do it and i kind of have a, a still a slogan on my the uh, the kind of the motto on my my, my twitter handle the world readers like credentialed is a state of mind because i would i would just kind of you know if you if you if you act like you're supposed to be at a certain place you can kind of you know people sometimes kind of work with you you can right. get a certain tone in your voice you can get people to, to answer your questions and so I was like, I was actually doing some real digging, you know, and we got Camelot going on at the time. We got, you know, we got a coaching chain. We got a first, it was in 2009 is when it launched. I, I, I consider September 1st, mm-hmm. 2009. So we got a new coach and then Cam comes along. Uh, and then, I mean, it's the most roller coaster, you know, we got, we got Cam Gate, we got, you know, all kind of dramas and scandals and he wins a Heisman, win the national championship. And then, and then, you know, the total just, utter collapse and then and then the and then you know the updike stuff and the tumors things and I, i'd really kind of tried to corner the market on like one one tumors oaks and just tumors lore and tumors everything and uh and then and then gus comes along and then oh and i mean the kick six mm-hmm. and everything for crying out loud i, I mean you forget that <laughs> one time i mean like and i i was there, there was there was one month i think i think i think december of 2013 that I had like one point something million views like on the thing. And, and I had happened to be at a certain, I had been in, I had interviewed for a job at a certain local news. Um, and it was a, it was like a half interview thing. And they were, t- they were kind of telling me about like, yeah, you know, their, uh, how crazy it was and their kick six coverage and everything. And well, what a time to be alive kind of a thing. And we pretty much had the same amount of traffic. And it was me in my underwear, you know, sitting literally in the same chair that I'm in right now, like at a desk and, and you know, versus like a, a newsroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I took, you know, it was, it was hard not to take a little like pride, like in that and be like, God dang, you know what I mean? Like you're right. You're kind of kicking butt here with like a little bit of, you know, with some of this stuff. So over the years since then, uh, there's been a bunch of, you know, day jobs have kind of gotten into the way, but it's still there. It's still doing things. I, I parlayed it into a, a writing gig for um, AL.com and write about some of the stuff that I would normally write, you know, and put on the War of the Reader. 
uh, I gave it I give it to them. They they were kind of uh, always using a lot of you know borrowing from <laughs> the stuff I was doing anyway. And I kind of reached out one day and was like, what if I just did it just straight for you? And uh, and so uh, that worked out. I've written for. Auburn 24-7 was doing some of the history stuff for them for a little while. And um, and actually, a couple of times, the university actually reached out. And I thought I was going to be actually, or I mean, we had a, there was a contract and everything. And for whatever reason, a bunch of wacky reasons, like I was going to be writing for the athletic department and co-branding it with the War Eagle Reader. It was this wild dream come true. I was having to pinch myself for a variety of just weird reasons that fell through. And um, so, uh, but now I actually work for uh, engineering, the College yep. of Engineering. So all the stuff I was, and, and the Wargle Reader was pretty much one of the major reasons why. And so it's been this coming. So here's Auburn once again, like helping me, you know, it's, it's like the giving tree or something, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's providing for me now. I'm still here, still living here. And I uh, got three kids raised here. and. Um, anyway, so that's the Wargle Reader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted out of this is to kind of know, because the thing that I, I've said it before, as we've been talking is what I'm grasping here is you have been on a journey throughout your entire life, whether it be through writing, oh, whether it oh, be goodness. through podcasting to yeah. somehow quantify, somehow put into literature, anything to define what Auburn means to you and whether it's been yeah. through the War Eagle Reader, whether it's been through uh hashtag Ginning, do I have that right? The podcast for the uh yeah, the, yeah. the engineering department. Yeah. Whatever aspect it takes, it seems like you are on this monumental journey to figure this thing out. And my question to you is, do you think you will ever figure it out? Um, maybe. I think hopefully. I think I think I'm trying to I almost kind of feel like I have to figure it out because I've put so much time and energy into it. People, people would be, you know, I kind of try to explain what I was doing with the Warble Reader and, and, you know, and I'd be like, well, I like wasted my thirties or I, I wasted my twenties, like obsessing over this Auburn history stuff. I've got to make use of it somehow. Like I've got to, I've got to capitalize on it. I've got to, you know, and it was, you know, I mean, it was obviously joking around like a little bit, but there, there was a sense that almost kind of like, I almost owe it to myself <laughs> to, um, yeah, to kind of to kind of see it through. I, I I failed to to mention I was in a band once upon a time also, that uh, <laughs> wow. it was basically an Auburn pride band. And all the I mean all the songs are about Auburn. The rest of the band like hate. I mean it was about like football basically. And the rest of the band like hated. It was kind of it was like this punk band. And because I was used to be pretty involved in the uh, the music scene, the local house show scene in Auburn, like in college and then afterward um, for a while. And we would sing, I would sing about like Auburn football and it kind of, I mean, so imagine a bunch of, you know, people who might not normally, you know, be the kind of types to wave uh, shakers and uh, scream war Eagle, like at a, at a, at a, at a house show late on a Friday night, we, we started in 2004 and of course, we, we started going and going and going and winning and winning and winning. And it was just affecting, I mean, everybody was catching the wave and, and catching the spirit. And so it was a great time for like the band to be like, to be going and happening. And so that was, that was another weird little manifestation of this, uh, this condition and, and, and in, a, in a way to kind of like figure it out too. And, and, and you know, it's funny because in, in high school, 
started getting into like girls and music. Like, I don't know. I know very little about the mid to late 90s. I go up to about 94 and, and then I have a blank spot in terms of, you know, and then and the blank spot goes to about 2002 or so. Like, it's, it's so funny. And I know a lot of people like this. Was it actually well I was when I personally was in college, mm-hmm. like I mean I was I was like a football I wasn't like keeping up with things. Like I went I only went to probably a handful of games, like in college. Like my freshman year I did went went to the Iron Bowl with Granddaddy and it was great and I knew we were gonna win. I didn't have to look in ninety seven, I knew we were gonna make the field goal because obviously I'm here with Granddaddy and I'm finally at Auburn and it's college and God's not gonna let that, you know, let it ruin, you know, that to be that be ruined. And so, but I really didn't start going, really, really going to games again until about like 2003 or something. And it was because I kind of, for whatever reason, you know, I, my, my college years were extremely special for me, but it was just, it was, it was apart from, it was that other, like you said, like Auburn being this all encompassing thing. And it was, it was special for me from ways that were separate from <laughs> athletics. Right. And, and so it was me almost kind of trying to, I started almost getting into Auburn history uh, as a way to almost kind of um, valid. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain. I'm a weird dude, but whatever. That's another thing I forgot to mention. Weird is a state of mind, Jeremy. That's what I've learned. And you know, look, there's nothing weird about how much you love Auburn and how much you put into this. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So besides all of the uh, podcasting and writing, you've got some other writing projects that you're working on right now with Auburn History and several books that, you, that you've mentioned a couple times here. And I want you to kind of let the listeners know what these projects, these books you're actually working on. So when you do finish them, uh, they can be uh, checking them out. Yeah, I try. I'm real, I'm real secretive about a lot of it and, and have been, but I think it's probably time to move beyond that almost just to, to make it happen. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm one of these people that I see a book in everything, uh, you know, speaking of this D Ford woman, that, that's one of the ones in progress. And uh, because to me, and believe it or not, I actually pitched, uh, p- was pitching it around to a couple of agents, 
even though I'm going the self-publishing route with all this stuff I'm talking about, I was like, right. this one, this one might get some nibbles. And sure enough, it actually kind of did, which was uh, which was wild to see. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, and there's a D. If you're listening, it's still it's still technically it's been backburnered, but it's still, <laughs> still technically simmering. And um, and but I'm working right now. The main the main one I'm working on is this book on John Heisman's at Auburn, which are pretty fascinating and it's not just going to be just some sort of kind of uh hey here's here's you know here's a score here's what was going on like i've dug when i start digging into things like i i go really really i mean i'm 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 like you know science fiction level deep with a lot of this stuff and uh and so i've spent i've spent a lot of time i've been to a million i, I go to uh to different universities archives and um and contact people, believe it or not. I think I actually, I've tracked down his, possibly a grandchild nobody knew about <laughs> in, in Japan. Um, what? He's not, well, he's not Japanese. He just lives in Japan. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, there's been, there's a bunch of crazy stuff that I've dug up. And I mean, not, not like scandalous. Or right, anything, right, right. But, but I mean, but just, just a bunch of, stuff that a lot of people don't know about but that it's it's out there because of the internet you can sit there and you can if you if you put enough effort in and, and know where to look and get experienced enough with what to see what to follow what to ignore it's amazing kind of like some of the stuff you can turn up mm-hmm. and so that that one i'm pretty excited about i'm hoping that by football season if there is a football season, yeah <laughs> uh fingers crossed hopefully um <laughs> I, am, I i would love to have it out by then and um that was the book that kind of uh i was like let me just think i can i can just finish this one really because i just need to i need to finish one right that 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 would be the secret to everything if i just finish one but uh it it has now taken almost as long as the uh the other one i was working on which was kind of the 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 true origins of the uh the war eagle battle cry which um i've i'm i'm confident i've actually like tracked down and it's a uh, it's kind of its own crazy thing and and it's not is and not only is the the are the, the actual roots crazy or, or interesting and and awesome but the just the stories that have sprung up around it uh and and trace how these things got started and uh that one that one i've i'm so deep i mean i, I blacked out with a bunch of with a bunch of that kind of stuff it's, uh i'll probably write a book about writing that book <laughs> and then I'll also probably write a book about writing uh, the book again, the uh, the streaking thing I mentioned. I've got this whole idea. It all comes back to streaking, doesn't it? <laughs> it all it all comes back. That was my that's my baby. That's the original one, and and it was in uh, one of the. the it, it's kind of actually going to be more of this the story of Dean uh, Cater, Dean Catherine Cater, who's the dean of women uh, here from like forty six, I think, to uh, I think like eighty. Um, I guess it was actually until she she died, which I think was seventy nine or eighty, and um, she and Shug died right around the same time. But it's just a it's it's kind of like a fascinating just period. Um, again, a lot of a lot of people. I remember growing up and just thinking the seventies were just this disgusting, you know, just success wilderness hellscape, you know, that like you know you you didn't you didn't talk about mm-hmm. with Bear Bryant and all this stuff. But it's uh, I don't know there's to me there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff i've interviewed doug barfield and he's a good man old doug and uh and a bunch of folks for that one and then um 
I don't know. I've, I've got, I don't know. I have ideas. If I go through all my Gmail drafts, I probably have like 30 or 40 that say Auburn book idea. And, um, and I don't know, hopefully I'm just praying to God that I can, hopefully there will be the silver lining of this, uh, horrible little break rule and is that maybe I can find a little extra time to work on these things. So I swear they're coming. I swear <laughs> they're coming. I'm sure everybody has just been just every day. They're just like wondering and they just keep refreshing and, and they're just looking like, when is that book on Heisman coming? Yeah. But hopefully it actually will one day. You, you uh, took the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking you, you probably got a little extra time, not maybe not a lot, but a little extra time right now. Uh, since we're in the middle of the coronavirus uh, situation. But hey, with the amount of ideas, the amount of history, the amount of just thoughts they've got, I, you know, I feel like my 30 to 45 minute conversation with you here has now opened my mind to how much I don't know about Auburn. And that's, that's crazy to me because I thought I knew the stuff and I don't. So well, yeah, you can find, I mean, there's there's plenty of people. I mean, you'll find people that have their own just kind of, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of people that know, I, again, I'm really not up that up on like current stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's it's almost like hard for me to, to, to do it. And I mean, I, I, I work on campus. Well, I did, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I'm like basically in the shadow of the stadium. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to, to, to keep up with, I don't know. What kind of guy. I am writing a crazy story on Jeff Gray, but that's a, that's a fun thing but some other time. Yeah, that's that's one I was not expecting you to say, but now I'm intrigued. So yeah, I, I think what's best served here is you and I are just going to have to get together again another time for like a part two, and then we'll just sure. keep rummaging through this concept of what it means to be an Auburn family member, because I feel like I, I've been really intrigued by what you put out there history-wise, uh, content-wise, and I think it's only going to get better. And the, the day that you do start dropping all these things that you're working on, it's going to be pretty incredible. So I, I'm super excited about that. So awesome! Thanks a ton. I, I obviously love to talk. You- hey, that makes my job much easier, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how about this? I like with our guests to do just a rapid fire at the end, and a lot of this is going to be sports related, but you can make it as Auburn encompassing as you want it in your answers. Sure. Um, some of them are going to be, you know, this or that or your favorite this. So let's just roll through them real quick and see what we get out of you. I feel like it's going to be pretty interesting based on our I conversation. Hope, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can be honest with myself. Okay. Challenge yourself. Here we go. Orange or blue? Ew. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pass. I'm not going to let you off that easy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's, is there a bad, is there a right answer? I, I don't know. We'll have to find out are, when, <laughs> when my stadium comes around. Are you going to judge me? All right. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to be honest with granddaddy. Granddaddy, granddaddy is a contrarian, right? Like he doesn't right. like being told what to do sports wise. Every year. And in fact, I need to publish it on the world. Arena. Every year he writes a letter uh, complaining about charging for a day. Obviously this year at the moot point. So I guess granddaddy won, but um, <laughs> he, he, he hates, he hates that we charge for a day. Just thinks it's just an utter, just travesty. And, uh, and, and so, he also, when we started doing the whole all Auburn, all orange thing, he, I remember the first time we did that, it was just a sea of orange. I think it was like Tuberville. I think it was 04. I could be wrong or it was right around there. And I just remember he's just sitting there. I mean, he deliberately wore blue. Right. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I guess, I guess I'm going to go blue. I'll say blue, even though, I mean, you know, you got the big blue, I mean, I love orange. I don't know. I'll say blue. 
I, hey, whatever way you get to the answer is perfectly fine with me. I'm just glad you had okay. one there. I pushed you for it. Blue. See, I told you to be quick. Blue. <laughs> Your next one. Let's see if this one's just as challenging for the answer. Obby or War Eagle? Ooh. Uh, you know, you hate to speak against uh, Obby uh, because, frankly, the friends of Obby will come after you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's uh, it's like Auburn's skull and bones out there. Yes, it they're, is. They're messing around. So, um, I, but at the same time, especially given some of the stuff I'm working on, I love all, I love my Albie history. God knows I grew up loving Albie. That's a, I mean, you're asking, and this is some hard, this is like choosing between parents. That's why um, I asked them. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, then the Eagles got its own, I don't know. I don't know. What do you say? Uh, if you asked me right now, it changes probably currently. It'd probably be War Eagle, but there's, it, it bounces back and forth. I do love my Albie though. So but what, what, what about you? All right, I'll do I'll 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 do the eagle. I mean, I love them. I love them both, but I'll say eagle. We'll go there Kyle style. Well, this uh, this will be even worse for you than probably the Auburn fight song or Glory to Old Auburn. Um, <laughs> He's sweating right now, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, <laughs> let's see, Auburn fight song or Glory Glory to Old Auburn in the um. I don't, you know, it's it's weird when you do glory, glory to Will Auburn. I mean, am I allowed to talk about him like this, or does it need to be some sort of family feud, just pure? I mean, am I allowed to? You can add, whatever way you get to the answer is perfectly is fine with me. I like yes. This. Okay. So, uh, you know, when you're sitting there, and let's say it's you're at a game, and you've just really, really, I mean, you're just into it, and finally we're gonna win, and we've like come back, or we've stopped them on fourth down, or something, something awesome like that. I tell you what, the last the A U B U R N in the glory glory to old Auburn mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's powerful. I mean, that's powerful. Um, and then, but you know, War Eagle is a great, you know, on. The, I mean, the the language with War Eagle is, I mean, I mean look at, look how much we draw from with that. I mean, right. never to yield, uh, ever to conquer, power of Dixieland, uh, and you can whistle it. <laughs> other people have a glory glory kind of a thing. Oh God, Kyle, you're killing me. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll go. I guess I'll go fight song right now. I don't know. I just if you got to pick one, I'll say fight song. I feel like I'm opening up every wrong door. Like there's not going to be a car behind any. <laughs> I mean, it's all Auburn, so you can't lose either way. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Uh, all right. Hopefully, these are not or questions. So this might, but I have had a feeling that you're going to still have some extra thoughts about it. favorite Auburn athletics program. Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to go football. And I mean, if that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, talking yeah. About- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, not uh, the, the 1987 issue. <laughs> 1972 Florida State game really draws you know, calls to me. Um, the, uh, you know, again, love Auburn, love it all. And, but uh, in terms of sports, and I know, I mean, I know this is blasphemous and Lord knows I'm, it's hard, it, you know, don't maybe turn this down. It's hard for me to get into basketball. Oh um, boy! Oh man! I know, I know, I know. It's awful. When I when I think Auburn, I mean, I know. Again, I, I'm kind of like contradicting everything we've said about the Auburn fam, you know, and all this stuff and this all encompassing thing. But in my mind, I mean, football, football is king, and that's just the way that that's the way it is. And I, but at, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I want us to, I, you know, I went to. You know, I love going to, you know, baseball games can be fun. You can just sit back and not care about anything. 
Man, you're taking some shots tonight at some programs. You're gonna have some people coming after you. <laughs> I see. I see the baseball poster behind you. Was that, was that softball? You, right um, now, right now, you've got baseball, basketball, the friends of Albie coming after you. You, you oh don't God. have much friends left. <laughs> no, no, no. And Gus is gonna disavow me. Probably he wouldn't. <laughs> Christy, I think, likes me sometimes. I think Christy and I are kind of pals every now and then. So yeah, football. Okay. Well, how about a favorite Auburn athlete? Grew up, you know, obviously idolizing uh, Bo Jackson, the blessed individual, Cam. Uh, I mean, it's hard to – but growing growing up, I thought Lawyer Tillman was, like, the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during during Camelot and everything, I loved Darvin Adams, too. I've got a, I've got a, I got a thing for receivers, I guess. But I thought – but I always – I always just – I loved his name, Lawyer Tillman, and it was just like to me, he was the greatest receiver. And so I'm, I may, I may go outside. I'll, so I'll say Lawyer Tillman in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, favorite athletes. I've got, I mean, I've got, I've got old right. folks, you know, old people I know. Like right now, I could say Tick Tickner uh, with my Heisman book and everything, or I could. Say, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of there's plenty of people I could go into and, and try to sound cool, but I'll say Lawyer Tillman. That's a good pick. It's it's not too outside the box, but it's just just yeah, right there yeah, where I'd thanks, expect yeah. you to be. Uh, favorite Auburn coach of any sport? Of any sport? Mm-hmm. Of any time? Of all time? Of all time. Ooh, ooh, I grew up thinking that Pat Dye was, you know, a god. Uh, I loved I loved Pat Dye. I still love him. I love I love everything about him. I think the whole Pat Dye's pants story is <laughs> arguably the greatest in football. I mean, in, in one of the greatest stories of all time, frankly. Um, and I, you can read about that on the Warrior Reader, by the way. There you go. Google the fall and rise of Pat Dye's pants, and uh, there'll be five thousand something words waiting on you. Um, <laughs> I love I love I love Shug. I love I remember I I, I I broke down in tears the first time I heard Suge's voice in a video. <laughs> it's, it's sad. I mean, that's sick to say, but it's true. Um, the, uh, I'm, you know, I love, I know everybody, you know, every year it's always back and forth and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But in terms of like a person and everything, I love, I, I mean, I'm, I love Gus as a, and I love, I really love the idea of Gus. And I love, I don't know, I like, I like the whole family. I like the vibe. Oh, you're, you're probably like, all right, come on, man. Oh, uh, I l- look, I'm eating this up right now, just watching you okay. process all this. And I mean, how can you, I mean, now, now that's, that is the thing with basketball. I mean, Bruce Pearl is just an absolute, I love, you got, I mean, you know, come on, what are, what are you going to do? Not love Bruce. Um, so, and then I love, I, I really do, Jeff Graba. Now I know a whole lot about him. I've kind of done a, some research into him and his backstory. And Jeff Graba is an amazing person, too. He's probably, he's probably the most interesting person in all of it. Um, but the, I'll say die. I'll just go Pat Dye. I like it. I, well, you mentioned a lot of names in there. I was wondering which one it was going to come back to. But I guess I'm not surprised about the, the whole die. Uh, well, you know, I, I, guess, I guess I got to say Heisman and Donahue at the same time. But, uh, oh no! I've I've made him start questioning himself now. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, it is, it is a weird. I don't know. How do you uh, solve a problem like Maria? I don't know. <laughs> How about this? Your favorite Auburn non-athletics person slash celebrity. So anybody that's not an athlete, a coach, some kind of person from Auburn or celebrity. Uh, I guess I gotta say maybe. Uh, I mean, if we're talking historical and we're talking, there's a bunch of people. I've written stories about like a bunch of people. 
with Auburn connections. One of, one of the reasons I'm still stuck with this book that I was telling you about is like Dean Cater. Like I really, I really like Dean Cater. Like, I don't know. I, I think she was pretty cool. And, uh, and then uh, kind of right there with her, um, Dean Foy. Uh, and I, I like, I like those folks. I met and interviewed Dean Foy twice uh, before he passed. And that was, uh, that was an experience. And I, I actually met Dr. Philpot actually in the interview or tried to interview him. <laughs> oh, here's a little Dr. Philpot story. Nobody's, nobody's ever heard. Um, he, uh, and Dr. Philpot was the, uh, came in, uh, 65, right after uh, Ralph drawn and, um, and, and then retired, I think in 80 or something. So he was here during that wacky, crazy time that I was, you know, telling about and had to deal with, you know, student unrest, what, you know, as it was, uh, that it was in Auburn, whatever it may be. Anyway, but he, <laughs> I went in to try to interview him one day and he was at like Morningside Living or something, right? Like he was at the assisted living home and I was going to ask him about streaking. Now the man's like in his nineties or something, you know, was, and, I, and what am I going to do? Go in there because there had been an oral history that he had done and I'd seen it and he was talking about some of it, but I felt it like I, I, owed it to the truth and, you know, to my due diligence to go and try to like get it straight from him. And so I kind of looked and nobody was around, like nobody, like I, I was, I was going in the entrance and nobody was really pointing me to him, you know, and, and, and I kind of started walking <laughs> and I, I came across his room and like, I kind of like looked in and he's just sitting there watching the Andy Griffith show and which I love. I'm a huge Andy Griffith right. show fan. And um, other than Auburn, I probably know more about the Andy Griffith show than anything else. And so I look in and he's got it cranked up and I was like, Dr. Phil Pot, and he kind of turns and looks, yes, you know, and, and I tried to explain, I'm nervous. I try to explain what I'm doing. And I say, I say, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm writing, you know, do you remember the streaking that happened like in 1974? You know, it was like the what, you know, and I was like, you know, and, he, and he's like, you know, finally he just kind of looks at me. He's like, no, I guess there's just some things you want to forget. <laughs> and, then, and then he just told me to keep on keep or keep on trucking or keep on keeping on and then just went back to Andy Griffith. <laughs> it was awesome. Um <sighs> so uh yeah to answer your question, uh I don't know, who do you like? <laughs> you know, I think the easy answer here these days is Tim Cook. Uh this is one I oh, struggle right. with, so I don't really have an answer on this one though. Uh, well see me. Tim so Tim Tim the other day Tim, I saw I was down on the field for the uh, I guess it was the Georgia game. He was uh, he was there, mm -hmm. or maybe it was Alabama. Right. I, I, I went. Think, yeah. You know, and, and obviously, you know, as a somebody who works for engineering, he's kind of uh, you know he's the biggest trophy we uh, we have. And, <laughs> a and so, trophy. I've never heard him referred to that way. <laughs> and so we, I, I saw him, and I was like, well, I gotta I gotta tweet this out, you know, for the for the engineering school. I gotta like you know take it, go for it. And because even though he does a lot of stuff for us, it's still, you know, you try to take advantage and, you know, you know, exploit him as much as you can. And so I go up to him and I was like, you know, hey, Mr. Cook, you know, is there any way can I can I grab a photo of you? And I took it and he just kind of looks at me and he says, you need to upgrade your phone. And I have <laughs> and I, I have a Samsung. I have a Samsung. And I didn't even wow. I didn't even I didn't even <laughs> I was just like, oh. You know, <laughs> my apologies, oh, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, Tim Cook's obviously, yeah, that's, uh, you know, people say Octavia Spencer. I'm sure there's one you throw up there. Mm. I'll say Dean Cater. Here we go. Dean Cater. All right. I got a, I got a few more here. Let's see. Uh, favorite Auburn building. You know, uh, 
I love the Haley Center. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what people say. I if they tear Haley Center down, I'm burning you to the ground. <laughs> uh, you know, they keep talking about it all the time, but God, I don't know. I like I I like it. I I love it too. It is it's got some memories for me as well. So I'd probably join you in that that uh yeah, that riot yeah. if if it ever came to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't say a restaurant because my next question would be favorite place in Auburn to eat. Oh, um, the family eats at Laredo's quite a bit. Used to do mellow mushroom quite a bit. Uh, obviously, used to do niffers. You know, believe it or not, it, it was it was years before I ever had like a Mama Goldberg's. That's one of the, like, I never actually had it while I was, like, in school in school. And that's that's one of the ones that, I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny because Auburn has so few, especially nowadays, like, you know, local right. exclusive. I mean, I guess we have Chicken Salad Chick and, and Mama Goldbergs <laughs> that are now, you know, moved on and everything. But, you know, a lot, of, a lot of college towns typically have these, you know, exclusively unique little, you know, I don't know, collegiate vibe bistros and all this stuff so i don't know i'll say laredo's <laughs> laredo's it all comes back to that, that first one <laughs> uh, last three favorite right, auburn good. tradition that can be non-sports or sports related uh i mean i love rolling tumors i think tumors is cool um i mean the eagle the flying around uh is a great even though if it if it's got a i mean the story behind it is i mean it's I, it doesn't even matter uh, really because that's such a cool thing so i don't know it's probably they're a toss-up those those are two things that really kind of help make auburn unique and i tell you what there's sometimes you can almost tell if we're going to win by I, I remember being at the 2004 the georgia game and when that eagle landed on that rat and those mm-hmm. f-16s flew over i was just like there's no way we're losing this game right and it was just uh so I don't know. That's a, that's that's a hard one. Uh, I guess I'll say tumors. Well, and it's funny that you said that about the Eagles because I agree with you wholeheartedly. I have a history with the uh, Eagles. I used to volunteer at the Rafter Center, and oh, awesome. uh, I want to speak very kindly about our uh, our beloved mascot. Uh, but Spirit, my goodness, that bald eagle. Mm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Whenever he comes out of that crate at games, I'm just like, this is not going to be good. I'm definitely uh, Golden Eagle all the yeah. way. Yeah, right. give me a golden over a bald any day. Definitely. That's going to – now, see, now I'm going to have to, like, dive, add another question now, and that's going to have to be bald eagle or golden eagle. Anyway, favorite Auburn memory? Oh, my Lord. Specific to anything? It can be anything. If I, When you think of Auburn, you think of this memory. Okay. Well, um. All comes back to streaking, doesn't it? It does. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, it does. <laughs> the 2013, so so the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. I um, I had a couple of tickets that um, I had access to, and for whatever reason, it was that it was that day, and I was by myself. My wife and my kids were with her mom, and uh, I was kind of like waiting for my cousin to come pick me up, and he never came to pick me up. And there had been this bizarre miscommunication, and basically they just like left me at the house. And I was at my house, and I'm in kind of, I was almost, I used to live in walking distance, kind of to the stadium. And, um, but there was a, there was a woman that I met named Beverly Bradford, um, who was the Plainsman editor in 1970 and 71. And Beverly and I became good friends through the streaking book, right? 
because <laughs> of all the research I was doing on that time and Dean Cater and, and all this stuff. And she and Dean Cater had huge, you know, all these run-ins uh, and everything. And uh, it was, you know, she was this feminist, described as a feminist firebrand. And, um, and so we, we were pals, but we had never met. There had always been this thing, you should come up to Virginia. We're going to meet her. We'll hang out or I'm going to come down. And she hadn't been to an Auburn game in like 20 years or something, like in maybe even longer. I don't even know. And I guess it was thank- well, it was Thanksgiving weekend, wasn't it? Or it was right around, I guess yeah. it's always right around Thanksgiving. Right. Thanksgiving weekend. So for whatever reason, like out of the blue, I get a call from Beverly or something. And she says she's coming into town on this wild hair to go to the game, right? To go to the Iron Bowl. She's going to buy a ticket. She's going to get a ticket somehow. And I, of course, don't have, I didn't want to try to ride and try to like park in the game. We're getting close to game time anyway. And I was sitting there and I, I wasn't going to go to the game. Like I was actually just going to be like, screw it. I was, I was mad at the fam. I was like, whatever. I'll just, I'll just sit here and work on one of my books and like listen to Rod, you know, and Stan and, and listen to the game or, and I'll, I'll watch it and everything, but I was just in a weird mood. But then Beverly calls and like, what in the world? And she's like, yeah, I'm like crossing 280. Well, I like live. She was like a, she was like a minute away from my house, like at the time. And I was like, is there any way, long story short, I was like, hang a right and just come down to the end of the road. And so <laughs> I look out the window and there's Beverly Bradford, who's this one, you know, in my mind, I'm seeing is, you know, the way she was like in the yearbooks and it, but it's saying, you know, and it's, she, she holds this crazy mystique for me as this person who's writing all this, you know, nonsense about this time, nobody cares about me. And so she's like this, you know, grandiose, you know, character in my life. Right. Right. And she, there she is all of a sudden in my driveway. And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm hopping in. Like I've got a ticket waiting on me. If I can find my cousin, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hop in. And so all of it's the first time I'm meeting Beverly Bradford and we're, and I'm hitching a ride to the stadium and we park and we take a bunch of selfies together with the stadium in the background. And she was like, I don't think we're going to win you know, Bama's too. I was like, no, trust me, we're totally going to win. I'm going to, you know, this, this is definitely happening. And then of course the magic happens and I finally connect with Beverly. It was her first, this is her first game in like 30 years. <laughs> or something. Like, like since she like left for school, like it had been like that long, like 40 years. Or something. <laughs> and she finally makes it back and it's for the kick six. And there I am with my cousin, and I mean, you know, the the sky is bending, and you're seeing sound, and it's this magical thing. And then I managed somehow to like bump back into the to Beverly on the way out. I run into David Housel, and and I was like, better better than a uh, seventy two, David. And he was like, hell yeah, or something. <laughs> like that. And, and uh, and so and then I and I was like, hey, guess who I'm about to go meet? Because he knew Beverly, and I was like, Beverly Bradford. He's like you kidding me, you know, or like something like that. Like, and, uh, and so, and like, so then Beverly and I eat together at a uh, subway on Magnolia. Um, and I mean, you know, everything, all hell's breaking loose. And then Rod's call, people were all of a sudden like being like, Hey, did you hear the call? Did you hear the call? And, and then there's, you know, so there's the call and we're all listening around. It's like somebody's cell phone and just being like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is awesome. And then Beverly disappears into the night. Haven't seen her since. And I walk down the streets and, you know, with the camera going and finally bump into my brother somewhere. And, you know, and we're, and, you know, and it was just, everything was in a daze. So that, I mean, 
that, that one's got to rank up there. That well, I mean, it's always the one that first comes to mind, and as you said, it always comes back to streaking. So there you go. As long as yes. it has a connection back to it. <laughs> and and I yeah, and I got naked that night. So you know. <laughs> I, did, I did. I did. I did. I did try the run. I did try the, the first streaking run. I didn't do it. I, I did it with clothes. I do not recommend it. It was brutal. It'll take you out. So. <laughs> All right. The final question, and the one I think that's probably going to be the most difficult for you, if, if they oh, weren't hard cool. enough already. Okay. Define Auburn in one <laughs> and only one word. One word? Um, touchdown. Okay. That's that is the quickest answer I got, and I have to tell you, it's probably the. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. I thought it was going to be streaking. I thought it was going to be <laughs> any number of these things that we've discussed nudity. tonight. But nudity. nudity. There we go. <laughs> Always no, uh, <laughs> touchdown. Touchdown. I, you know, as simple as that is, I think it holds a connotation more than just what it actually means for football. Uh, it has so many memories tied up in it. Whether that. Uh, be a certain call that you've heard uh, it's got two great legends that are have passed on since that have echoed that word throughout history now and so it's a word that i think is going to be very important and I, i'm glad that you picked that one for your one word to define Auburn. Well, thanks yeah i don't know i mean you know you think spirit you could say spirit you could say i just touchdown yeah touchdown <laughs> touchdown Auburn. jeremy it has been a pleasure uh going down this path with you and trying to somehow get to the answer of what is Auburn I still don't think we've reached it and we'll have to probably get together again like I said and try to somehow get it but I, I think we could keep trying for years and it just would never happen so but thank you for being here hey hey it's been a it's been a pleasure I uh again I obviously if you get me going on I won't shut up so, <laughs> um which I I always tell myself I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this but I always always it never works well, you can, I can tell there's a passion in your voice and in, in your heart and in your head about this place, and it's yep. much more oh, than course. a place. It's, it's much more than a place. It's, it's a people, and it's memories, and it's all these things wrapped up in one that we just cannot define. And so I think that you have encompassed the whole of the Auburn experience in so many ways tonight. So thank you so much. War Eagle, my friend. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?